Welcome to another episode of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat. Everything about Glasgow's West End. My name is Jim Byrne and the Pat in the title is Pat Byrne. And this is episode 66. Real treat for you this week, Pat took a trip down to the King's Theatre to chat with the singer-songwriter, actor, stage performer and now business coach, Terry Neeson. Terry's a born entertainer. She chats about her role in the Glasgow Girls, currently playing in Dublin, about her work with the groundbreaking 784 and Wildcat Theatre Companies, and we hear about Terry's philosophical approach to life, all the laughs and heartaches she's had along the way. Guaranteed, it's guaranteed that you're going to enjoy this one. We'll get there in a wee second. Just want to remind you to get in touch. I know you're out there. We want to hear from you. What are you enjoying in the podcast? What do you not like about the podcast? Have you got any questions you want to ask us? You can send something to Pat on the Twitter at Glasgow's West End or by email, which is pat at glasgowestend.co.uk. If you are enjoying it, which I hope you are, please uh, go onto your iTunes or whatever it is you use and give us a five-star rating and a nice comment. That way you would encourage us and say, Jim and Pat, yeah, we're enjoying that. Keep it up. There you go, that's enough of me. Let's have a listen to Pat talking to Terry Neeson. Yes. So, here I am, very excited, in the King's Theatre, in Terry Neeson's dressing room. Yay! Hi, Terry. How are you so, doing, Pat? Yeah, so this is great. I've never, I've never been in, I don't think. Have I been in a dressing room ever? Maybe not. Have you ever been in? No, okay. so, Well, you couldn't be in a better dressing room for your first nice. time. Yeah. For being, if I'm allowed to say, a dressing room virgin. Mm-hmm. This is a lovely one to be in. It is. This was the, at the King's Theatre, the Howard Room. Um, this was my dressing room in the very first show I did at the King's Theatre, which was PF, right. the show PF, I bet you did PF, yeah. back in 1986, would right. you believe? I saw that. Did you? Yeah. So uh-huh. did you see it yeah. here? I at saw the it here. Uh-huh. Right, yeah. well, there you go. Yeah. So now no, you're sitting in the very dressing imagine. room that I, I got that wee, that wee Sparrow's wig on and the wee black frog. Uh, you're singing... Absolutely brilliant. Thank you. It really is. Thanks. I mean, I saw the Glasgow Girls, which is on at Kings at the moment, yeah. the other night. That, um, the one song that you sang... Wayne's Choice. Yes, um, that it's, it's sort of varies, it's quite soft, and then it sort of grows. Oh, yeah. oh, it was brilliant. A bit of soaring power, yeah. yeah. Very poignant song as well, and you can get really punchy, and you can get your feistiness as the character of Noreen mm-hmm. into it. Noreen was in the opening night. Oh, for goodness no, sake. real. That yeah. is amazing. I've met her every time that we've done, that I've been in this show, because I've been doing Glasgow Girls since 20, only since 2016. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the first I had, I had seen it. Oh, right. I mean, I'd seen, I'd watched the documentary, okay. and um, I thought it was a very brief production, because... It's, I mean, it's such a difficult subject. Really. Yes, so, it's a challenge. It is um, a bit of a challenge. And to make yeah. it, it could be very down. You could get out in tears. I felt quite tearful uh, during it uh-huh. at different times, but there's something very joyful about it as well. Exactly. 
That's what I loved about the production. And, and funny, and you're very funny. <laughs> that you're funny, and um, the um, is it Callum? Callum Cuthbertson. He is very funny. Amazing. Uh-huh. We make a lovely double act uh-huh. as well. When when Callum is Mr. Gervin, they're all incredibly uh-huh. talented. Yeah, people. great. And I thought the dance routines were fabulous. Fantastic. See the one that it was about the, um, you know the home raids. The coffee and that. Oh. It's written by Patricia Panther. That was so and good. P- Patricia sings it and uh, the, all the dancers. Mm-hmm. It's harrowing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you really... Because that's what went so, on, you know. So tense. Yeah. It felt so, so tense. People were getting grabbed from their beds and that's coughed. So like criminals. Like we, we children. Kids getting... Mm-hmm. Long before it happened with Trump, I never mm-hmm. thought I'd use the name T, but still... Comparing it, you know, just benchmarking no. against that situation. It's so cruel, and I mean, and also, um, I know, I know this is this is the least of it, but it's a huge expense and so frightening to have all those police come yeah. to your door yeah, yeah. as if you're a a, a murderer. Oh, or yeah, something. for sure, for sure. Yeah. But these Stop. people, these people were, had been living. All these people had been living in the community, and mm-hmm. some children were even born who right. born in our soil, you know. It was an incredible thing. Um, Noreen, as I said, was in the other night. Incredible. I, I do my best to capture as much of her as possible with a bit of artistic licence, obviously, uh, to make it more, I suppose, for theatre, to present it for theatre. Noreen <laughs> says to me, <laughs> when I did the song, Wayne's Choice, she said, I've never sounded so good. <laughs> it was lovely, you know, seeing myself mm-hmm. up there mm-hmm. singing us. I wonder how she must feel, like, amazed, though, you know, to see, you know, herself being represented in yes. that way. Yeah, yeah. Very proud. I mean, yeah, because it's... Yeah, because we do actually, funnily enough, I wear the same tops as Noreen. We have a kind of strange, even though um, it might seem as if I'm different or uh, physically different from her. Um, when I took the photograph, I did a selfie, as as you do, as one does. I did a selfie of her and I. And we actually have got very similar features, you know, and the same temperament. I took her, I went and took her... Um, and our lovely hubby Alan out for a wee lunch one day when I was up before. Drove down to where they were and we went out, heard all the stories. Some of the stories were absolutely... They were really harrowing. You know, the real stories. Mm. Even, you know, because as you so rightly pointed out, you can't do a show like this and make it down. Mm. There has mm. to be... The other thing that's brilliant about it, as well as it being entertaining with the... Sh- humour, hopefully anyway, with humour, song and the dance. Mm-hmm. That whole idea of doing a counter-argument as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not just uh, the people who are... You know, it's not just pro-pro-pro. No, There's a balanced mm-hmm. argument, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's important that people are aware of that mm-hmm. too. It's more about food for thought to mm-hmm. do with the Yeah, I mean, it is a situation. It, it does raise a, a lot of awareness. Yeah, yeah. You know, I hope a lot of people come... That are just coming for the show and go away and think about their eyes open yes, a bit. Yes. You know, think because the especially this um you know, the way it's been with the press mm-hmm. and the real really terrible terribly bad way that 
they just sort of put everyone together. You know, it's, it's not not refugees or asylum seekers. It's, it's people just anybody, just yes. you know trying yes. to yes. get in. Yeah. All bad guys and <laughs> the bad guys. Well, mm. you know, the thing is, I don't know. I kind of attempt to keep. What's that old saying? Have a mind like a parachute. Only works well when it's open. I, I do my best to kind of keep an open mind about most situations because. We don't know. I would. I would dread to think what it must be like to come from a country where that uh, you are so oppressed. You know what I mean? I know. I know. So I mean that was the same. Even with the old days with Wildcat, and that's what I loved no, about this I, show. Yeah. Wildcat seventy four because I, I started. That's with. what I, I wanted to raise. That you know. The, yeah. the, you know, that was just amazing. Well, Cat and yeah. 74. I mean, so new for Scotland, but you speak, you speak about it, what you were going no, to No, for say. sure, but did you come to yeah, gigs? Yeah, yeah, I was Bavely and whatnot. This is right, I'm yeah. going, are you sure it wasn't my big sister, you saw? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're looking, you're looking absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Well, you know, mm. younger man and a lot of water. As well as the wine. <laughs> so what, what's the age difference with you? Uh, 12 years. Now, I'm, I, can, I can beat you, I'm 15. Oh, good for you. <laughs> yeah. Good for us, eh? Good to be toy boy. <laughs> Swinging. Well, Jim, Jim was um, 57 this week. Right, OK. Well, Peter's a wee bit... He's, what, 50? I think Peter's 51 now. You're 51. But, um, yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. He's looking after the pups, the two dogs, or shelter. We have a couple of shelter yeah. dogs. But the 784 thing, I was really young. What's funny for me was I was only about 17 or 18. I was brought up in Easter House, right? Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. And coming out, I left home really early uh, when I was 16. Mm-hmm. Lost parents when I was young as well. My, my dad died when I was about five. My mum brought the three of us up. Then she married again, which is really mad because um, she, we have a joke about it because I come from Russian-Jewish background. My grand was Russian-Jewish. And my mum married a, a Scottish Protestant who was a Celtic supporter. <laughs> so there's <laughs> going on, you know, culturally. That's a good thing. Oh, we're totally mad. Yeah, but the thing is, I was really, really young when I left home and I was only a couple of years away from home and just starting with 784, it was my first week's rehearsal with 784 Theatre Company uh, when my mother got taken into hospital with cancer and she was only in hospital maybe a couple of weeks and she passed, she passed away. Uh, We should have been told a couple of years previous or whatever that she had it and and we weren't, so it was all a bit shell-shock because I'd, I was in my last week's rehearsal with my first professional show. So it was weird for a working class at that time, for a working class girl to leave home at that so early on anyway, but to actually move into what would be at that time considered middle class liberal art, you know, mm-hmm. like theatre. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't brought up no. with theatre. And had you done amateur theatre? No, no, no. Just no. sang at parties Sorry. with my mammy. Did mm-hmm. we Jim mm-hmm. Reeves duets and stuff? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I take my voice definitely from my mother. My mother had a beautiful voice. But um, so my sadness, if I have a sadness, uh, je ne regret rien, as the saying goes, but I do have regrets that my mother never saw me on stage. Because she passed that. my first week's play Imagine. with 784. That's yeah. dead sad. I well, it was, it, it was hard. Yeah. It was hard. I won't pretend yeah. otherwise. Oh my God. Yeah. 
You're going to a state, well, I did anyway, in any wee state of denial, a bit mm-hmm. of shock. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was hard, you know. Mm-hmm. And did you have um, aunties and... No, 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 not a big family at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a big family, no, no. My gran, again, sounding like a kind of very sad case here, but um, I had a lot of sadness in my life early on in my life because even my, my stepdad passed away as well. No, okay. Um, when I was in my 30s, my gran passed away in my 30s. So it was kind of like dependent on then. You, you, I really like to surround myself mm-hmm. with good people, positive thinking people. I, I get rid of. <laughs> I'm quite ruthless when it comes to, you know, emotional vampires. You know what I mean? I, I get rid of them, you know. I tend not to have people in my life that are going to suck the life out of me. No, I, think I would advise sure. that to anybody. Yeah, really. no, absolutely. To, to, to surround yourself mm-hmm. at least with some of your, you know, inspirational people, whether it's your, what you read mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. what you watch or mm-hmm. listen to. I'm not, I'm not the most brilliant forgiven forgetter, I've got to say. You know, I feel as if people, if people especially consistently uh-huh. do things that are not really, you know, Doing you or NDL saying no, good, sure. I think well, there are loads of other people you can hang out with. Yes, well, of course. And I, I, again, I would do my best to be as. I, I, I do the best to kind of surround myself with what is congruent with what's going on with me. Well, I think. Do you know what I mean? To, you, what's going to help me and make me feel good. And you've got to exude so much. Mm-hmm. You know, so you need to kind of be free to do that. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be everything already used up with. <laughs> with the emotional vampire <laughs> sucking a <laughs> life out of me. But I think. Um, yeah, come on, you made me I, sound I, like a born again pastor there yeah, as if I'm know. going out there giving it. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, no, for you, sure. You, I, I think it must be um, quite a healthy thing, though. If hard but, but healthy, because I think when you're so sad, but then when you're forced into a situation yes. where you've got to actually be somebody else and do uh-huh. you know fit in you know with, with with the show whatever I think it must be uh, it must help you in some way maybe I'm wrong no you're correct you're correct for, in my case because when mum to go back to my mum when my mum passed I didn't tell anybody and I was opening we were playing um, games of bogey my first production was 784 John McGrath wonderful who's also passed, so many good people have passed. Yeah. McLean. McLean and yeah, mm-hmm. so many good people. And Liz, his sister, McLean. But I was playing Sterling McRoberts Centre and I hadn't told people in the cast. I found out the, the night before. Mm-hmm. The police arrived because they didn't know I'd been contacted. Because remember, I was away from home. Mm-hmm. I wasn't living at home. And they didn't know I'd been contacted. And the police arrived to notify me mm-hmm. again that my mother had passed away and nobody knew so they were all cracking jokes about you know hey what have you been up to young and you know because they were all about yeah. 10 years older uh-huh. than me mm-hmm. so I thought they were ancient old mm-hmm. I wouldn't use the word obviously in this but I called them a naughty word <laughs> yeah <laughs> old folk because <laughs> at 28 or something <laughs> at 29 they were all ancient as well <laughs> and they were all going young you what have you been up to 
And then, of course, Terry Cavers, who was the other actress, the other Terry in the company at that time, the other female, there were two women in the company. Uh, Terry had come out with me the night before in a taxi to kindly deliver me to, to my, my stepdaddy in Easter House when I heard the news and uh, just to give me some company and then she went away off into the night back home and um, so she knew mm. and she put got everybody and said look this is the score this is what's happened and I didn't want anybody coming to me mm-hmm. and putting their arms around me because you know yourself if you feel a bit sad or, and people put their arms around you it can open a floodgate That's and, right. and that mm-hmm. would not have been mm-hmm. remotely helpful mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. Because I just about to go on stage, and they didn't. They di- I didn't tell them because I didn't want people feeling sorry for me. Mm-hmm. I would have to find it real then, because mm-hmm. I was in denial about mm-hmm. it, and um, and they would might stop the show or cancel, yeah. and I didn't want that You're kind so of. Sad Aye, but but I went in every state of shock. Remember, so mm-hmm. I didn't feel that sad. I was mm-hmm. in a bit. I it hadn't well happened, you were, you know, you were and I was doing, mm-hmm. yes, and I was coming on to do things and concentrating on that, and, and it was only when I come off, obviously, mm-hmm. that then it kind of caved in a wee bit, but, uh, no, it's like, I think we're all quite resourceful when we put our mind to it, aren't we? It's amazing what you can do with that mind-body connection. I'm very big in that, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. But that was great. I can thank 784 and all these people, all these amazing people, like Dave Anderson, of Mm -hmm. course, Mm -hmm. uh, Bill Parson, Alex Mm -hmm. Norton, Johnny Mm -hmm. Bett, all Mm -hmm. these people. Big Alan Ross, who was Mm -hmm. know, the fiddle player. Um, Just amazing for my upbringing, because I didn't train. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to drama school. You know, so I got my... That was my apprenticeship. You, you learned on, on the and stage. The, on the gig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on no. the job. Oh, on the expression. You, no, you have well, certainly um, <laughs> blossomed. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. Yeah, I mean, how much have you done? Yeah, I you done certainly there? have blossomed. Um, so <laughs> my three-hour-glass figure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, I don't mean that. I mean, no, but I know what you personality mean. Personality and thank your ability, you. Like, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> um, Dave Anderson, we've had the website for a long, long time. It's going to be 20 this year. Oh, wow. So Dave Anderson and David McLennan were both on the um, on the website as Glasgow West End characters. So I'd interviewed them long, long time ago. And um, then I met um, up with um, both of them, actually, again, to talk when I was talking about Glasgow at a new bit on the site, well it's not new anymore, um, Glasgow Writers. Okay. And I wanted to have people on it that weren't just about writing their detective novel, uh-huh. but people uh-huh. like you no know, playwrights and whatnot. And I met both of them. Um, <clears throat> they were they're just um, very, very lovely people. Real genuine, uh-huh. genuine and, people. Um, what in particular was great, I mainly spoke to David McLennan. I knew, I knew Dave um, a bit more, I knew Dave Anderson a bit more, but um, when I spoke to David McLennan, he wasn't looking all that well then even. Right, OK. It wasn't that uh, you know, terrible long before he became really ill, but what I could not get over was he was so busy telling me 
have you thought about so-and-so? Um, so-and-so is he's who we to speak yeah. to. He's in promoting all Very other generous, spirited, so, generous, exactly. yeah. Generous so, of spirit, such definitely. A, yeah. Such a generous aye, aye. spirit. Mm, I mean, definitely. and I, I think that he must have been responsible for loads and loads of people. You well, know, the play pie and the pint and all that. Play pie and the pint. Exactly. Like? That's all about yeah. you still going it's on amazing. and it's spreading yeah. and the good word. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah, what an amazing legacy to have. I, I, I Not know, even just 74 Wildcat, but then, you know, the, play, the pie play pie and a pint. Play pie and a pint is tremendous. Yeah. And then they went, um, they um, worked with other people, you know, in different parts of the world. Uh-huh. And, so, so play pie and a pint as well as on more. That's other places as well. They've been doing it. They do. Yeah. They were doing it in Edinburgh as well, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, in Edinburgh. But Possibly I think also other places in, too. in Berlin and the LinkedIn with with other theatre companies. Uh-huh. To, uh-huh. To, no, it was tremendous. I mean that. that I mean even like Wildcat. You know, seventy four, the Highland tours. I remember first of all was seventy four, even though I'm Scottish. And I'm sure a lot of people would think this who are Scottish, the amount of people who have not travelled, even in their own country. I hadn't gone to the Highlands and Islands as a Glaswegian. I don't mean as a Glaswegian, you don't go to the Highlands now as we're a Glaswegian. I mean, I hadn't considered or even thought of jumping on a train or a bus or going up there. So to actually do it when you're working is, it was just amazing. I did one of the most incredible things, well, one very foolish thing, so two incredible things. One foolish thing, one amazing thing, uh, a life-changing thing. The first thing, which was stupid, was that I had a wee bit too much giggle juice, probably, as a young one, and I challenged somebody to a bareback horse ride at about (laughs) four o'clock in the morning. (laughs) No saddle, no nothing. Get on it. What a wait. <laughs> Hanging on for dear life. Thank goodness the cuddy was well behaved. But um, and that my hair, everybody said, my goodness, thank goodness you'd get on. Because you could have been Lady Godiva, you know, because I had really long hair at the time. Just saw this mad woman. <laughs> Who was that? Oh, the Highlands. Oh, don't ask me to name the... Because we went to so many. We went yeah. all over the Highlands and Islands. And the life-changing thing for me was helping to give birth to a, a little lamb. Oh during the lambing season, Hi. getting my hands a wee Imagine bit gunky with the old. My um, because a lot of the time the men would go off to the rigs, because mm-hmm. in crofting there wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of money mm-hmm. to be had yeah. mm-hmm. for crofting, uh, so they would go away off and earn extra money doing the rigs, the mm-hmm. oil rigs, and a lot of the time the women were left running the crofts, mm-hmm. and uh, so they would took to do with. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot, the thing I loved about the Highland Tours and the Island Tours, there was a lot of bantering and a barter, mm-hmm. you know, where folk, I'll fix your fence if you That's right. Mine. So they all do exchange. Exactly. I mean, and that, that still goes on, I would like mm-hmm. to think, in life mm-hmm. now and then. You know, I'll it, it, help you with that, that if you that, help me with that. that. That's absolutely um, something that you notice so much because yes. I hadn't been travelled much in Scotland um, at all because my mother's family are from 
than Igor originally. So any holidays I would, we would have as we children, and also when we were older, we went to Ireland. So and and I've, I've probably still been in more places in Ireland than half in Scotland. But when Jim Jim's a, a musician, and they always played with like sort of punk bands and rock bands and whatnot. But then he went solo. And he was doing sort of um, started off doing sort of Americana folk folksy club. Mm-hmm. So the first um, festival he played in as a single artist was in Collinsy. Right. And we went to Collinsy. Okay. And then like what you're saying, I couldn't believe it because um like the ticket collector at the boat and then we'd always have a wee chat with you. Then when you went maybe out at night and you went into the bar, that person was serving you. Yes, that's that, right. They all swapped that gigs. Happened. That's right. Serving the petrol one minute, then they're down doing the ticket. That's right. I, 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 Small I, community. I, I, really, places, yeah. um, I, I couldn't go over that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but what you're saying about the about the baby lamb, oh. so did you just get called upon as a pair of hands to well, help? it was just or? kind of like, because we were staying, we were mainly billeted when we did all the right. early tours, mm-hmm. billeted with people staying with different, different families, families or different, you know, to, you know, because we were starting out and mm-hmm. before all any funding happens or enough funding happens, you do the best you can mm-hmm. and to fit in with the community as well. Because mm-hmm. the other thing was, no matter, we met people who were from the south of Scotland mm-hmm. who were living up there, right? Mm-hmm. But they were still known as southerners. Mm-hmm. Because it was such a close-knit community, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we were the southerners, you know. <laughs> so we did the best to kind of fit in a bit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, sometimes people would be saying things like, you know, I'd be all sort of glassy-eyed and rose-tinted specks, you know, about the hills and all that mm-hmm. and the, the water. Because it's, so it's so stunningly uh-huh. beautiful. I just took yeah. Peter. Peter never, my partner, mm-hmm. Peter's a Londoner, right? And he'd never been to, he's been up to Scotland, mm-hmm. and but he'd never been up to the Highlands. Yeah. And uh, with us being an interracial cu- a couple, you know, because I've been with Peter only 15 years, he's black, he's, his parents are from Barbados originally. Oh, yes. They're Bayesian, but he's London, he's a Londoner. But he loved it. And of uh-huh. course that unusual thing of people maybe see it in a small community scene, an interracial couple, you know, a black and white couple, always attracts a bit of attention. Yeah, so uh-huh. people maybe pop by, you know. Nobody be bothering in London or Glasgow. Yeah, well, funnily enough, it's a different kind of thing in London, believe it or not. I'll get to that. There's still, that was one of the reasons, one of the reasons, uh, the few reasons we relocated out of London was that uh, there's interracial tension as right. well as, mm-hmm. as well as racial tension as well mm-hmm. as, it's all tribal at the end of the day, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We're all tribes, we're all... You know, but that's for another day. Mm-hmm. Let, let's keep it jolly, because that was quite. That was that would yeah. be quite annoying. You know, yeah. black on white, white on black, yellow on. You know, all the different colours of the rainbow. People keeping themselves to themselves, especially in these times when things are so unsure. Mm-hmm. Everyone's protecting mm-hmm. their own wee defensible space round about them. You know, but that with the Highlands, it was so beautiful. Where did you go? You name it, we did went you go to everywhere. The, did the you islands, go to the Isle of Harris? Everywhere. That was the most beautiful place I've ever seen. Stunning. Saw so in Stornoway, never saw the sun go down. On the longest day, Imagine. the sun came ah, down, bounced mm-hmm. off the water, and went back up again. Yeah. And we'd maybe be sitting with a wee crate of beer. Remember when it was? It was a long time ago. <laughs> when it was acceptable to be sitting outside with a wee crate of beer <laughs> in the wee small hours no. without being judged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the pier, 
in air. We create a beer looking at the sun coming bouncing because mm-hmm. it, it never mm-hmm. set. And yet, on the odd occasion, people would say, ah, but these are our factory walls. Yeah. People that had maybe lived there all their life and mm-hmm. wanted mm-hmm. to move on. All the young ones. It's mm-hmm. usually the younger people who decide to head off and yeah. fly the nest. Just they do anywhere. Mm-hmm. To explore mm-hmm. the world and why oh, not? Yes, the bee, and why like, not? You yeah. know? When we were young we all went to London. That's, you know, that's where I went. Everybody went to London. I helped in a drug centre. Know. That was how I, mm-hmm. I earned my keep. I got a roof. I was only sixteen. I wasn't that long away from home the first mm-hmm. time I went to London. Mm-hmm. And I helped in a drug centre mm-hmm. um, as a volunteer for people who were being, you know, rehabilitated. And I was always getting beaten up. That was one of the things. Uh, we weren't allowed to strike back. We were told that we had to restrain. So we were taught how to do a bit of that from special trainers who came in. Uh, me, coming from a background of Easter House, found that a wee bit hard to restrain <laughs> when someone hits you you really just want to lash out you know that's with my feisty temperament these are handy techniques to know <laughs> I know I know but um, that, that, that again that was mm-hmm. that was incredibly educational because it's quite a tough job for a young a young well person. we were with volunteers I did all nighters uh, with the vo- you know as a volunteer for remember though there was a secondary gain I'm not being totally kind of appearing to be mercenary but it was a way of getting bed and board and a, b- a wee bit of security because you, you were housed actually they, they helped you I also did rap as well at that time Radical Alternatives to Prison which was helping to house people rehouse people and helping people who were coming out of prison or to prevent people from actually ending up in prison so these were all amazing it's learning experience I don't think as a young have, girl, you know. They don't have nearly enough of those projects nowadays. No, for sure. You know, I mean, it's, they're, they're so essential. Yeah, but yeah. I th- I think well, that gave me my learning as a young girl because I left school without a no level to my name. Me they, too. Yeah, they wouldn't let me take music, so... You know, remember in school, mm-hmm. used to, it used to be you could choose your subjects mm-hmm. in third year mm-hmm. and I wanted to do music. And there was only three of us wanted to do it, so it wasn't. Yeah. They, they wouldn't allow it because yeah, it wasn't no. allowed. And so I was pushed into because mm. I had a bit of a brain the size of a planet, as I was told. Um, <laughs> I got pushed into almost academic stuff, mm-hmm. as if I was going to go off and do that. But I always knew that I wanted to be creative. So mm-hmm. I'd be saying to anybody out there, no matter what age you are, young more mature uh, you know just if you get something in your head just yeah. go for it do what you love do what you love and be all you can absolutely. be absolutely you know just be all you can be and and don't let anybody tell you different what's again there's an old saying what is it uh, live your own life die your own death mm-hmm. you know nobody can live it for you so no I think um, it can't always be about money and about no, for sure you know sort of Working to get a big house and yeah. whatever, because that's not going to make you dead happy. No. No, but if you're doing something um, and you really 
something that you love and yeah. you're really, especially if you're excelling at it, that's fabulous. <laughs> that, you make me want to squeeze your wee cheeks and no. your face, <laughs> you're smiling for me to hear. No, I know, even when you I talk know. about it, good you for know. you. Good no, for I, you. I, I, I love that. I mean, um, Jim and I have both kind of always done, like, we've, we've worked, but um, we don't work that hard that we're not doing... No, you've got to have a balance. Yes, you've got yeah. to, Because he does... Um, because, well, you've got to eat. Aye. So he'll do web design because we've got to eat. Yes, But sure. most of his time, I would say, he spends on songwriting. Right, and, um, OK. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure he plays his guitar every single day. Uh-huh. I mean, because that's what... that That's um, what he is. And I've had people saying to me, um, does it not bother you that, you know... Is that Jim away rehearsing again? Does that not bother you? Does that not? Would you, you know, should he not be doing nothing? Well, you know, that wouldn't be. That's that person. That maybe well, that's maybe person. their filter, though, that it, they're it, saying that it, to you. Maybe uh, it would bother them. Also, and I think on, yeah. some people, um, they, they also need an awful lot of security. Yeah. So that, the, the, you know, everything's all set out, what's going to be happening. Mm-hmm. But uh, to me, um, you're not getting out of life what you can if you're, if you're going down that route. No. Well, if you're maybe projecting it, as we say, sorry, my other job, I may as well tell you, outside of my performing, I do, um, I'm a personal development person, I do communications, coaching, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And in that work, no matter who it is I'm working with, and I, it tends to be business people, one-to-one, and it's on, like, people who are under a lot of pressure, a lot of stress, mm-hmm. the majority of times it starts off with, the presentation skills or the communication, then it very quickly leans over to finding out what the root of the anxiety or whatever yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time it's just to do with everyday life mm-hmm. and to do what's going on in the family. People, you know, we have to be careful with that because people, when, when people can be very influential, that when I started off the conversation earlier, talking about emotional vampires... <laughs> I, you know, when people start to do that with me, that a week and I get these wee characters, they take on almost a cartoon <laughs> character for me. Where they go, nah, nah, he doesn't, nah, I don't like that. Nah. People are so, the people who say, keep telling you what they don't want, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want to be fat anymore, and I don't want to be drinking too much, and I don't want that, and I don't want people talking to me like that. That is just a waste of time and energy. Because it's really better to concentrate on what you do want. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then that way you get more of a positive mm-hmm. mindset. I know as well. because sometimes if if um, if something has got you down mm-hmm. and you dwell on it and dwell on it, it really stops you doing other things. It comes back. You know, you've got to sort of try and get yeah. ditch that. Because know, it, like, see that thing about a problem and all that. When we start focusing on a problem. This is turning into something <laughs> a bit deeper, Pat. My goodness. <laughs> I'm coming up with all my psychology. <laughs> but no, that seriously, that thing, there's something as simple as when you focus in on one problem and that's all you're being aware of, you make it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and it becomes bigger and bigger and it can mm. overwhelm you. Mm. But if you think about what isn't a problem? That's right. It's much bigger. I know. I sometimes you know? Say, um, say now, um, no, my memory's pretty bad, and I sometimes will say, I think I was worrying about something, but I can't remember what it was. 
I think that's fantastic. That's handy, isn't it? I think that's great. I can't even remember what it was. No, but that's nice because that's the best way to deal with it until you've got the resources in your head or whatever to deal with the problem. No, I can like I'm well up for all that mind body connection stuff. I, I was oh, an yeah. old I was an old hippie, you know. So <laughs> I love all that old hippie kind of vibe, you know. No, but I think that's that's um, true. I, I I used to work for Save the Children and they sent us all to Jack Black. Right, okay. And yeah. like that, you know, I thought motivational I thought, I thought things, it was yeah. a thing and, and yes. you know, dope project and yeah. all that sort of thing. I was well, I've, I've been working because I'm doing a bit of songwriting at the moment. I just had to check you. that. So, um, I'm doing song. Well, you know, can I now and again I get a wee bit inspired to write various things, but I'm writing. Um, that's what was lovely about my last wee album, the Heartbeat and Soul album, was to have ten of my own songs on there. Yeah, that was brilliant. And to have thanks, thank you. I didn't say that to get the fish for the compliment, but no. to, to, the feeling of achievement I got from it. Mm-hmm. You know, because we, you know what it's like sometimes, as, especially as Scottish people, we're, we're a wee bit hard on ourselves, you know, just a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Not as much as we used to be, but, you know, then again, you've got to pat yourself on the back. When you do something good you're, and you feel it's good, mm-hmm. we don't have to wait for approval from anybody else. If it feels good for us, you know, um, so it did. That did feel good. So, so you're I'm planning writing, another album. I'm planning a, I can let a shorter album just now in order to get it out sooner, I suppose, rather than wait for it because there's been a lot of other stuff going on, including this with the Glasgow Girls this tour. You know, to take you away from the writing. But I've got a line. There's lines talking about what we're just talking about, and my chorus. One of my choruses is. Um, a bad time's just a time that's bad. Right. A sad time's just a time that's sad. There's still good times to be had. Right. If you live it, love it and laugh at it all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's my chorus a for good the message. song. Yeah, well it's kinda mm. I, I do my best to live by that philosophy. You must have noticed Stephen with my F my F B <laughs> my, my Facebook. Mm. <laughs> Uh, I just like to have a good laugh. Yeah, like you, you, know? you put up lots of. Um, I like when you're in the car and things, and just you seem to be doing something spontaneously. Oh, <laughs> Peter! But it's great. No, it's. I mean, that is so uplifting. No, for yeah. sure. Well, thank you for mm. saying that, because I know that there's, you know, there's people that go, oh, "You're nuts. You're crazy." And oh, but I go, in well, a nice way, I'm sure, I'm sure if the same yeah. is, is no, for sure. There's a laughing with. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, I'd rather be nuts than, you know, I don't think you've a known entity. I don't think you've you know, a choice there. You know, for sure. <laughs> I know, but laughing makes you feel good because mm-hmm. never mind anything else, the chemicals. Mm-hmm. Remember when you laugh, you're getting endorphins and peptides and everything all going round the system. You can never you know? get enough, enough laughs. Oh, I hate yeah. that when you actually have a wee, what we call in theatre, corpsing. When you. You don't want to laugh, but no, you do. You can't control it. And I squeak a wee bit sometimes. <laughs> I squeeze it. You know, I used to, if I may say, you know, like, ladies, ladies' business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually probably a bit past my ladies' business now. <laughs> but, um, okay, menopause, right? I said the word. <laughs> but the thing is, I'd heard that people can have all sorts of different symptoms right mm-hmm. 
But my main symptom that galloped through my entire body during menopause was squeaking. <laughs> I would get giddy. You know, instead of, you know, I had friends that turned into axe murderers and wanted to go about mm-hmm. killing people, especially their partners, you know, mm-hmm. would be first in line. But uh, with me, it was giddiness and squeaking. And it was terrible because it would be at the most inopportune moments, you know. That's when terrible. somebody was telling you that somebody had just gone or passed or, and something that just came into my head that it was... Yeah. And it would be... I know, it, you sometimes... Um, well, it's squeaky. You used to sometimes get that, you know, if you were in chapel or something or, or, that, sure. or that an event and then... Yes. Because you're not supposed to laugh, you, you totally. want to do it all the more. And it's totally. It's so hard to control. Oh, my word. The, the biggest time, if you've got time, I know that we've got shows and all that, we'll be um, getting just, a call. Just, if you, just, somebody just comes in and you'll know that's okay. what it is. When somebody comes in... To give a call, yeah, for, because, you know, we've got another show tonight. Um, the thing is, the biggest corpsing situation I've ever had and the most fun... I've ever had was in Ireland because they've done a lot of touring in Ireland in fact we're going to Dublin with Glasgow girls that's where we finish the tour I can't wait I love Ireland so that's lovely to hear about your Irish your Irish side but the thing is I did a thing called The Hostage a Brendan Bean play Mm -hmm. where I played my first Irish part with the wonderful opposite Johnny Murphy who's passed now, he's passed away. He played um, Hot Lips in The Commitments, the right. trumpeter, right. Uh, an amazing actor. And I did my first Irish part, right, and I played Meg Dillon, her name was, and we run this brothel. I don't know if you know the story of The Hostage by Brendan Bean. No, I don't know the story. To cut it short, we take, um, the, the British Army uh, take one of our soldiers hostage during, it's a wee bit, set a wee back, so we take a British soldier hostage and they bring him to what's called a safe house where we were looking after him, you know, while they were deciding what to do, the IRA were deciding what to do. And uh, so we all, and it's a, a brothel mm-hmm. and it's a fun house. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of music in it as well. It was lovely. So anyway, I'm doing Meg Dillon, my first part, so I just did a gentle, soft... <laughs> Southern accent, you know. And I remember Johnny Murphy saying to me, Jesus, you sound more like Meg Thatcher than Meg Dillon. And I was like, <laughs> filling me full of confidence. But anyway, we did this, and the wonderful director, Jim Sheridan, who directed My Left Foot and The Field and In the Name of the Father, all these amazing things. He directed this. And I've known him since I was young, with mm-hmm. 784, a brilliant director. And he directed it in such an amazing thing. Now, in the original play, The Young Soldier, there's a young girl in the house who falls in love with a young soldier. They're only in their teens, about 18, mm-hmm. 19. They fall in love. And towards the end of the play, the IRA fight with the whatever, and mm-hmm. then there's a shootout. Uh-huh. And the young soldier gets killed oh in the crossfire. Very sad. Mm -hmm. Jim Sheridan didn't want that. He wanted something a bit different. Mm -hmm. So what he did was, this is what we're going to do, he said. We're going to take the young soldier, 
we're going to gag and bound him. You know, we're going to bind his hands, put something in his mouth. There's the big disused fridge, stand-up American fridge. Put him in there. It's disused. Shut the door. Keep him safe. Bang, bang, bang. All the fighting going on, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what we did was, this is really, even when I think of it now, then all the shooting goes on. We then go back to get him out of the fridge Mm-hmm. And we've killed him. He's suffocated. Oh, oh so the spotlight hits him, staring eyes. We push, I push the door closed so that a young girl doesn't see him. The crew would then take him out, the actual soldier, and put in a dummy mm-hmm. to look like the soldier. Right. We would cover him with a tricolour flag, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. And we'd carry the body to the centre stage put it down in the centre of the stage and then the the lights would start to go dim Mm -hmm. and down the back stairs the soldier would come with a candle the bells of hell go tingling for you but not for me and that was kind of really eerie right very dramatic so that was the way it was meant to go right (laughs) opening night first opening night we get the soldier, get him back, put him in the fridge, shut the door, you know, bang, 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 open the fridge, staring soldier, shut the door. They take him away, put the dummy in. I put, you know, the tricolour flag, the Irish flag, get that on him. We start to carry him down and I feel this big slapping thing on her leg <laughs> and it was the hand of the dummy right with big pink marigolds on right because <laughs> we hadn't finished because it was the opening night and we were not they hadn't you know we're still getting it right and the front row are all going <laughs> doing little sounding like horses neighing in the front row and I was oh like of course that started me with my <laughs> my squeaking right and you're trying to be serious so we got it down and we started to, everybody, the cast, we were just a wee bit, because you're nervous. So that was it. Jim came in, the director, and said, right, read the riot act. Right, we're going to get it right tomorrow night. For goodness sake, crew, tie the hands together so that that doesn't happen for Terry. <laughs> you know, the big marigold. Right? Second night. Get the soldier, put him in the fridge. Bang, 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 bang. Open the fridge, soldier staring eyes. Right, get the flag over, you know, because the dummy goes in. Let him out, get the flag over, carrying him down. Put the body down. <laughs> and they tied the hands together so tightly. <laughs> to look as if he'd a huge erection. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the whole audience collapsed. And do you know what was the funny thing? Me and the other girl, the young girl, had the same idea cover it up and we both just jumped <laughs> to flatten it out <laughs> so we oh nearly knocked God. each other out oh my word man I tell you oh. Oh my God. that was absolutely amazing well, we did finally get it right but oh good grief my God, you must have so many stories like that Terry oh, I know. You, know, like you know millions but that you know to work with people who are amazing actors like in this like who I'm working with Cora Bissett is director what can I say even if this is my swan song for this type of drama because there's only so long you know one can go on at a certain age especially uh, especially when you're quite an energetic person that I am 
you know, and as I said, I'm carrying the three-hour glass figure now. I don't think you're, you're, you're ready to finish filming. No, the next time you see me, I'll be a holograph. Not at all, my God. No, I, I mean, I really enjoyed the show and I was impressed that you were playing... Um, other parts and the the Mr. Oh, Blake, Mr. Blake. I love your Mr. Blakely Aww. walk, but that, that be well when you're going off, yes. you go from the back. It is <laughs> <laughs> just, just I mean. Uh, so do you? Did you just kind of think, oh, this is the kind of walk I'm going well, to do? Well, this is it. I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just to, in order to keep it light as well, but still with the power because it's interlacing into the. You know Absolutely. the seriousness yeah. of it's it. It's good to have a bit of yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Because yeah. that roller coaster idea is a beautiful idea, I think, mm-hmm. in theatre mm-hmm. of emotion. Uh-huh. No, yeah, that that that, um, that particular show, it just moves very, you know, it sort of goes from what being the, the sad, very very sad, very dramatic, and then there's that spark, and also it kind of captures the. What I liked was the young girls and how their affinity with Drum Chapel and how yes. they'd grown fond. That that became because yeah. they'd left terrible, terrible situations. No, for sure. But, but Drum Chapel wasn't the most beautiful place in the world. Uh-huh. But they had they made their wee home there. Uh huh. And it was beautiful across, to them uh-huh. because and the way they felt, they felt safe there. Yeah. And it came across in that. Yeah. It, it came across, oh, they're brilliant! What a uh-huh. talented bunch! No, they're so I mean, hugely, hugely talented. And they give it their all every time. I mean, I've been doing it since 2016 with these guys. There's a couple of the cast, including Callum and Steph, who, and Patricia, of course, Patricia Panther. Um, they've been in it right from the word go. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but this, it's, it's, they bring it alive every time they step on the stage. Mm-hmm. No, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing and it's a privilege to be doing such a great story that reminds me again of the older works. And if, you know, when I worked, I don't mean old work, it reminds yeah. me of that passion. I, I mean, the, the Paul, you know, yeah. that nice to do with the issue without being overtly right in your face with the politics. It, it gives you food for thought, yeah. you know. And I think, like, 784 and Wildcat, I mean, the idea of taking, introducing theatre to a whole audience. Yes, because we never... even took it round working men's clubs. Yeah. And we and took I, the show I mean, 784, I, we took it round clubs. I, yeah. was, was one of the show, I can't remember which one because I saw quite quite a lot, but um, I went to one in Faithley, in the school mm. in the school hall in Faithley right. and um, I can't even remember if it was 784 or or Wildcat. No, for but, sure. But it was the that? same circuit. Uh-huh. It would be the same yeah. circuit. Uh-huh. I mean, I, and it was just fantastic because people would go, because they lived in Faithlet and there was something going on, mm-hmm. they would just go along. That's like going. the tours of Highland uh-huh. and Island. Uh-huh. It, was, it was the thing happening. Yeah. And so then, everybody yeah. packed, they were hanging uh-huh. from the rafters mm-hmm. because to get professional theatre yeah. in places. No, it, was a, it was a fantastic. Oh, it was um, amazing to do. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic but it kept me connected to my roots as well. You know, doing that in yeah. the beginning, mm-hmm. that made that transition into what I said before, middle class, liberal art. Uh, well, you know, think, it, it, uh, that transition was good. Yeah, but I think it's important to have that idea because a lot of people, um, you know, they, they still call themselves working class. Yes. When they're, they're no longer working class, they've come from a working class background, uh-huh. so that experience, they're never going to lose that experience no, and sure. that understanding. But they're no longer... 
you, can, you can't be working class whenever you're, you've moved um, up a class. No, for or sure. Into different I, I, well, I don't. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I actually try. I, I do my best not to be kind of thinking along those lines for Because no, I, I mean, think people, anybody that kind of works is working class. But, but the thing is, uh, I know I'm getting what you're saying, yeah, I'm getting what you're saying. It's a. Uh, I kind of that doesn't matter to me anymore. The only time I get reminded of stuff like that is when you're in the on a train and it's first class and you know when all that was going on. That used to really rip my knitting, you know that sort of that attitude. I would deliberately just go and sit in it. You know I don't I mean? think I know. Um, <laughs> I think I've only been in the first class once and it was well because we were so overcrowded no, for sure. elsewhere. Oh, I just uh, went probably a kind of harsh or mellow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean I would sit there and spit, swear and tell dirty jokes. I don't, it's, I don't just... <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit much. You know, I should yeah. just go in the train. Oh, exactly. Like it's a train. That. But hey, that's so, life. So where do you go next after Glasgow? We're in Edinburgh, Kings, right. the, the Kings in Edinburgh for a week, and then we're in Perth Theatre after that for a week. Then we go to Inverness Eden Court for a week, and then uh, over to Dublin. That's right. where we finish. We finish over in Dublin. Right. And it's it'll have been, as I said, if this is my swan song, I, I wouldn't have been able, I couldn't have done a better... A better show, yeah. you know, well, is my great. farewell. I'm not saying my swan song for, for performing. I'm talking no. about, as I said, there is only so long you can come on. Even Rudolph Nureyev get booed half. You know what I mean? <laughs> for not being able to do <laughs> the splits in mid air. I'm not going to be able to do this part. Well, if they do, if they do, they'll be on a hiding to nothing. (laughs) My legs go up to my knees and stop. (laughs) So I'm not be doing any splits in midair. Well, you've certainly made a brilliant job of of this. Thank you very much. That means uh, a lot, and it's uh, much appreciated to hear. I I absolutely loved it, and I I can't imagine. you know, it's great hearing about Noreen yes. being there. Oh. Um, that, that, that must make it very special for you. As I said, I do my best to capture mm-hmm. the spirit of the woman. And the same when I did Piaf. Mm-hmm. I'm not four feet eight and six stone, mm-hmm. the way mm-hmm. Piaf was. No. I mean, that, that pal's was joking, show. saying mm-hmm. that the sparrow was turned into a vulture overnight. You know, with friends like that, eh? Mm-hmm. Who no, an animal? No, it's you, the same cause. You, 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 but the you thing did, is, you, you capture it's about capturing the spirit, and I would, lo- I really would like to think. And according to Noreen, I've definitely done that's that. Great. So that's good enough for me. Uh-huh. No. And of course, the director. Uh-huh. It's Brilliant. good enough for the director, mm-hmm. so I've been told. So. Well, I hope you have a great time the rest of the the tour. I'm thank sure you, you very will. much. And thanks for making this wee space of time for me to come and and catch you. And thank you for coming and visiting me in my little corner of the universe. I'm all excited. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'll see you on Facebook then. Okay. (laughs) That's brilliant. Thanks very, very much. You're welcome. That was a pleasure to do. It was lovely to talk about stuff. I'm glad I didn't cry when I was talking about my mother. Because when you've got a wee bit of nerves on you, Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Terry. Uh, I apologise for our listeners. There seemed to be some kind of strange, high-pitched noise going on all through the interview. I think it must have been, I don't know, the radiators or something, or air conditioning. Hope it didn't spoil the interview for you. 
Uh, certainly an enjoyable one. Anyway, I'll catch you the next time. Bye for now.